When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, and welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for August 18th, 2021. I am your host, Janet Garcia, and joining me is Andy Cortez. Woo! What up, everybody? How's it going? We're making history today. You realize that, right? The first... Wait. In in what way? The first time you and I are doing Games Daily together. Oh, I thought you were going to go for... I mean, technically with Kevin on the show, this is still the Minority Report. It's... It's three Latinos. It's uh, well, Kevin's Peruvian. Um, it's a Latino. Why, why yeah, I, no, I just wanted to call. I just wanted to call it out, Kevin. Thank a lot of people, you, thank you know, you. Thank some people you. might think you're it. you're Mexican or or Cuban or something. You know, Cuban, call it huh? Never nice. know. What's your Never background? Good. I actually don't know offhand. Mexican. Just Mexican. Mm-hmm. I'm half Mexican, half Puerto Rican. Most people uh-huh. don't remember that I'm Puerto Rican because I don't talk about it as often because I'm like closer to my dad's side of the family, but. Yes, it is one of the many reasons that I talk as fast as it's I cooler, do. It's a cooler flag. It is a I cooler so. flag. It's very solid. Mm-hmm. It is very solid. Um, yeah, like, I, you know, playing Miles Morales, I was like, they, they really got this on point where why are there like 80 flags here? I'm like, this is, yep, <laughs> we have it everywhere because it's like, it's so cool. And like, yeah. you know, obviously, Puerto Rican Pride's like a huge part of, of everything. But yeah, I am so excited to do the show, making history today on Pokemon Day, uh, which brings us to... Today's stories, which include a deep dive into Pokemon Presents, uh, Ubisoft being under investigation, Yakuza and Super Monkey Ball doing a collab crossover situation and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. You can check us out. And if you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames roosterteeth.com or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be part of the show head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free along with the exclusive daily post show uh thank you to our patreon producers blackjack today we're brought to you by I'm actually not sure offhand because it's not in this document, but we'll tell you about that later uh, for now. <laughs> Let's begin. What is and forever will be the Roper Report? <laughs> it's time for some news. We have four stories today. Baker's dozen. A And honestly, I think it's going to be challenging not to make this just one hour of Pokemon because there was a lot of stuff shown. Uh, totally fine. To I think it was um, Nintendo Life who had posted this out saying that um, it is the longest like Pokemon style direct that they've had. Granted, that's still only like 28 minutes, but still technically true. And they used all of those minutes. So uh, we're going to break it down a couple of ways. So they went over side game updates, you know, like free to play stuff. And then they went over the remix they have coming up. And then they went over uh, their new game coming up. So we're going to kind of divide it into those sections. So it's not, you know, 20 minutes of me reading everything that was shown off. Uh, so let's kick it off with those side game updates. We had stuff from Pokemon Unite, which will now be, a, which will be available for download on mobile devices on September 22nd, 2021. So in anticipation of the launch of the mobile version, pre-registration has now begun on the App Store and on the Google Play Store. Uh, if two and a half million players do the pre-registration, uh, players will receive the Unite license for Pikachu. And if uh, they hit five million, you also get a special... Uh, Hollowware festival style Pikachu. Uh, if and when those thresholds are reached, trainers can claim the Pikachu Unite license and Hollowware by logging into the mobile version of Pokemon Unite and completing the long event by October 31st, 2021 at 7.59 a.m. It's very serious. What a, what a weird little stipulation. That's something that I didn't even notice because we're doing the reacts over on our channel and we're talking shit and just, you know, having fun the whole time because it was, it was a lot of fun. I thought the presentation was 
a blast and then there was a lot of hilarious moments with just silly editing and it, it was just kind of ripe with content but i'd never noticed that sort of lower third stinger say a certain amount have to sign it that's such a weird like pyramid scheme type shit yeah like, no it really is because i feel like well it depends on how invested you are yeah at this shared goal because we've seen stuff like this before where it's like you know across different games where they're like oh if you know, we saw this with Mario 35, where it's like, if you kill X amount of Bowsers, the community wins. And it's like, I don't know, how invested am I going to get in this? Like, would that be enough for someone, you know, to download it just to kind of help hit that threshold? But I do think the bigger push to download is the fact that you can, you know, log in and have it your same data across the yeah. Switch version and the mobile version. So if the random pyramid scheme get free <laughs> virtual stuff isn't enough to get you in uh hopefully that other detail gets you interested and of course if you don't have a switch but want to check out unite then you can do that on mobile as well uh so yeah you can link up that same account and uh i think if you link the accounts too you get a license for uh Z zara Oura as a special gift i might not be saying that right so yeah, apologies it, it, that's the really op pokemon janet we have a lot of problems with him in the U pokemon unite community he's he's a jungler I don't know if you're familiar with MOBAs at all. I happen to be a gigantic MOBA fan. That's a total lie. I didn't never played it until Pokemon Unite. The jungler is always running around, I and you, it, just way too OP, Janet. It was just a bullshit Pokemon. I wanted him out of the game, and they I think they patched it. Uh, that I haven't really hopped in in a while. Um, Kevin, uh, I believe it does. Kevin, yes, I believe the background does look correct. I'm talking off channel <laughs> right now to Kevin. Uh, I think it does, Kevin. All right, I agree. I concur. Mm -hmm. um, also, trainers can look forward to uh, uh, Memeswine and S Sylveon coming soon as the next playable Pokemon. So you've you have dug into Unite. Are there Pokemon that you're like that you want to come through? Are there Pokemon that you feel like the community is asking for? Like what what do Unite fans really want? I feel like the one thing everybody's clamoring for right now is where's Blastoise? Like where are any of those evolutions? I don't um, I don't know if you have played yet, uh, but the way it no, works is you uh, you know with with the way mobas are there's like little npcs that are you just kind of beat them up to get xp and your pokemon will evolve throughout the match so like where's or scrotal at why aren't we seeing him you know go into war Turtle and then eventually blastoise because charizard's in the game charizard's getting a lot of uh a lot of camera time and blastoise i got to assume it's a contract holdout at this point you know blastoise is in his agent they, they want they want that big those big cash you know yeah, someone mentioned in the chat, uh, OMGLX says, Blastoise is in the tutorial, which is messed up. Is so he really? Sad. It's so sad. <laughs> There's a lot of Pokemon in other areas of the game where, of course, this game is like microtransaction out the ass. And there are so many different areas to go spend money and dollars at, or just sort of various forms of in-game currencies. And there are different areas you go to, and this game is just littered with menus all over the damn place but there will be sort of a trainer standing there with a their friendly pokemon next to them uh on the main screen the sort of like splash screen so there are a lot of pokemon in the game and several of them i'd say about 30 percent of them are not playable because they're just kind of exist in some menu mm. or like they just mentioned the tutorial which is kind of sad yeah that seems to be like the new ongoing wave i think with pokemon games be their mainline or side games of just wanting like more of the pokemon but at this point there are so many pokemon and then they keep coming out with new pokemon so it just be, kind of becomes a lot to i think try to please everybody but certainly having it in the the tutorial and not in the main game is a little bit weird so mm -hmm. uh, i guess the good news is this does show that they there is intentional ongoing support and i think the fact that they're porting it to other platforms is a good sign um Sure, you know, they probably already had those plans in place pre-Switch, so I don't necessarily think the Switch reception determined the plans for mobile, but, for sure. you know, we can't we can't see it perhaps, like, shaping it or pushing it, so uh, we'll see how that goes as uh, the year and the years go on. Uh, we also had an update from Pokemon Cafe Mix. Have you played Pokemon Cafe Mix? I have not, but Blessing apparently is a gigantic fan, and when I say that, he just kind of loves the art style and takes screenshots okay. of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm in the same boat. Um, let me just read off what what we have going on with this update, and then I'll I'll give my thoughts on Cafe Mix. So 
Uh, Cafe Mix is getting a revamp and a new name, Cafe Remix, which will include, wow, new puzzle elements, more Pokemon, new dress-up options, and more ways of growing and developing uh, the staff Pokemon. Pokemon are now able to eat the delicious meals prepared for them, making them more friendly and more willing to become staff Pokemon, which sounds very odd out of the context of the game. Uh, New puzzle skills will make it easier to clear puzzles and will also be introduced in Cafe Remix, as well as the ability uh, to combine megaphones to make them more powerful, uh, golden acorn collected in the Pokemon Cafe Mix will transfer over to Cafe Mix. Also, do you want to shout out, because I think I forgot to mention at the top, um, for some of this, I'm pulling uh, straight from my Nintendo News, which did a really thorough recap of that stuff you're talking about, where it's like the little details. So especially for like stuff like Cafe Mix, stuff like Masters X, like I leaned on them very heavily on on getting those little details. Yeah, Cafe Mix. It looks so cute. It's so beautiful. But the game is so dull, <laughs> so painfully really? dull. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's a, it's a puzzle game. It's sort of touchscreen. It's either directly touchscreen or has like touch mechanics in, you know, the gameplay. And you're kind of just like dragging things around like it's it feels so passive, but not in a way that's enjoyable at all. So, yeah, like, I don't I mean, know. It just it just doesn't hit. It looks sort of like a game that you use while you're on the toilet like it just kind of looks like you know i'm just gonna have fun and be entertained by these all these color combinations on screen and yay immediate satisfaction because i got the score to go higher or whatever it didn't really seem a whole lot to me to be honest with you i had to ask for clarification that it well is this game actually out right now because with so many of these (laughs) side pokemon offshoots i never really keep track of them because i'm just not that type of player to be invested in you know, even back in the day with like whatever it was, Mystery Dungeon and all those little side offshoot yeah. uh, Pokemon games. When when this game was being shown off today and it was like, now we're calling it Pokemon Remix. And I was like, it's weird that they're doing this for a game that's not even out yet. <laughs> and then Tim oh, was yeah, like, no, 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 it's out. I was like, oh, OK, good, good, good. Yeah, good I lived it. I experienced it. It was real. It happened to me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. And it's free, you know, for what it's worth, it's free to check out. Like if you see it and you're curious, because that's where I landed. I'm like, oh, po- Puzzles are good. Pokemon's good. This art's adorable. It's it's like the some of my favorite art, I think, across the series with some of the worst gameplay. Uh, I do think to your like a game you'd play on the toilet comment, you know, fair. But like there's so much good content to experience on the toilet. That's not sure. even enough. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we have TikTok. Like it's just it's not going to be able to compete even <laughs> even in that very <laughs> niche market. Um, but, you know, maybe I'm being really harsh on it. I know there are people that will be like, oh, it's meant for a more... Maybe like a lower age range or something, but it, yeah, it just doesn't really hit for me. So, you know, we'll see if maybe they ever do anything cool with that side IP, uh, which brings us to Pokemon Masters EX. Uh, it's having its two year anniversary. Uh, this was that mobile game and they're going to have like a new legendary event. Howling Shield of Eternity and the power of Dynamaxing are coming to the game, uh, which I do really like Dynamaxing. So that element's cool. And uh, it's running from around 11 p.m. PT on September 15th. Uh, players can assist Gloria, Hop, and Leon as they try to help the legendary Pokemon uh, Eternatus, which has arrived on the island along with a mysterious meteor. Playing through the event, you reward players uh, with the Sync pair, Hop, and Zamazenta gems and other useful items. During the event, Cygna suit Leon and Eternatus will also be making their debut in the Sync pair scout, so trainers can add them to their team. Um, and basically, the way this gameplay worked is you had like these different pairs, and like you'd go through like the missions and everything. Uh, this is another one that didn't really like. Like hit for me i spent a little bit of time with it um simply to do some like very encyclopedic level guides work um did you spend any time with this game at all no not at all i, I was actually about to ask you if you like did you play through sword and shield and or both or whatever one yeah I, I played through shield i was kind of surprised to see hop kind of getting this limelight after kind of being the butt of every joke and being the kind of loser little brother to leon uh in that game so i'm happy to see that he's kind of you know, move to a higher echelon with Gloria and Leon. I think I, it's just what a glow up. Good for him. Good for Hop. Yeah, it's coming coming into his own, really mm-hmm. building those skills. Uh, I mean, Absolutely. it's been two years. Like, you know, get it together. <laughs> <laughs> Figure your life out, Hop, please. Um, I think this brings us to probably the most, like, at least the most popular or, or in a way renowned of the this kind of side games that they highlighted. Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. uh, which what is hitting its, like, is it? has been what three or five years it's been like a long time with pokemon go uh but the gallery region stuff is making five, an appearance yeah. five years that's crazy mm-hmm. um 
August 20th to August 31st, uh, we're going to be getting Wooloo, Squarvet, and Phalanx will be encountered in the wild, while Galarian legendary Pokemon Zacian will be making its debut in five star raids from the 20th to the 26th, followed by Zamazenta from August 26th to September 1st. Um, this is cool. I mean, I, I honestly haven't played Pokemon Go in a really long time, so I'm not going to pretend like this is what I've been clamming for as like a member of the community. But um, I, I think it's cool to bring in the Galar region Pokemon for sure. Yeah, I I'm the same as you. I was like anybody really hardcore into Pokemon Go when it came out five years ago and then slowly fell off after about three months, which is honestly a lot longer than I thought I'd be playing it. Oh, look at that little what Wooloo. I was going to call Bo Peep. I don't really know <laughs> a whole lot of Pokemon. Um, but yeah, uh, great for Pokemon Go players. Right. There's still a very hardcore devoted fan base out there. So they'll get what they need from this, hopefully. Um, but as for me, I, it's just something I won't ever likely hop into. Um, it's something about mobile. Uh, hop. Something about mobile games, Janet, and I'm just worried about battery. And it always, I'm mm -hmm. always kind of constantly paranoid about that stuff. And I don't really know what the transition was for Pokemon Go during COVID. I wasn't really sure what they did for that to kind of, you know. I, I think they were like, hey, play at home now. I think that was kind of the yeah, angle they that they sort took. Of did some adjustments to like the meta and like how you can get lures and things like that and like incense. Um, but I think they've switched. They've since like kind of rolled some of that back. But then I don't know if they're going to like reroll it forward because of the Delta variant. So right. um, I do know there's been uh, there's definitely like documentation of that out there. You know, for those that are curious, I believe The Verge has done some coverage on it uh, and or Polygon. Um, of sort of how the community has shifted over time and the the, the wants and demands of the community uh, in the midst of the pandemic. But yeah, I definitely think that that's something I thought of too with like, you know, the, I think the tagline is, or they mentioned like going out and playing like the real world combining with Pokemon. And I'm like, ooh, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, good. sorry, hold on. I'll chill, I'll chill. I just, uh, my headphones had uh, come I'm out lucky. of its, like, its little plug, yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, that was kind of how they kicked it off. It was just sort of quickly getting uh, all that info out of the way and then digging into the good stuff. Or the more, I think the stuff that people more so came to see, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so we have Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Pokemon Shining Pearl. Uh, I'm going to just quickly go over some highlights. They talked about the Super Contest Show, which includes a rhythm game. It's kind of like a little contest for a little pageant type thing for your Pokemon, uh, which I do want to point out in the trailer. Seeing like Machamp dance gave me like visceral flashbacks to Final Fantasy VII Remake's Honeybee Inn dance scene. <laughs> Something about like the way like he was like spinning around and posing. I'm it's like the same mocap artist. <laughs> yeah, I'm like this is like get, he's getting into it. Like he's about it. Like he came to he came to play today. You know, <laughs> uh, they showed off Pokemon decoration, which is uh, you know not new. It was in the older game as well. Which uh, I do want to know. Did you play the originals when they were out, or are you new to this? I I have pairing? legitimately I have played every Pokemon game that is the mainline sort of you know Pokemon games. But I've only ever beat um, blue, gold, and sword, which mm. just came out. So, like, all of those Pokemon games in the middle, I put maybe five hours into and then just kind of gave up because whatever was happening uh, in my life. And so when it comes to any of these other uh, versions of Pokemon, I just don't really have any knowledge about them at all, which is why my knowledge of the Pokedex in that whole era from, like, Gen 3... Uh, up until recently, I just I have no clue what the hell's going on. Yeah, the gaps really do start to form for yeah. those where I'm like, who is this? Are they new? And they're like, they've been here for 80 years. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it does make these kind of um, not difficult, but it's interesting watching these as someone that, you know, I'm I'm new to Diamond and Pearl. This will be my first time playing any iteration of it. And I'm like, this is cool. Is is this new? And then people are like, no, we're like, this is new. So it's kind of, you know, having that that. It, you kind of go in with different expectations or feelings about it. I know in y'all's live reaction, like Tim mentioned, I don't know why I'd play this other than the old one. I'm like, because it's new <laughs> and it's like slightly changed. Like, yeah, I don't know. Pretty. Yeah, I think it, I think uh, the chibi art style really lends itself well. But they showed off with speaking of it being pretty, the Pokemon decorations for like the Pokeballs. We can put little stickers on them and it changes sort of what effect happens when the Pokemon pop out of their Pokeballs. So you can have stuff like 
confetti and little different things happen. Uh, they spend some time focusing on the Grand Underground, where you can dig for fossils, but also decorate your own secret base. Uh, they mention Pokemon hideaways, which are new. Um, and it's going to the, the Pokemon that appear in those hideaways will change depending on what kind of statues you put in your base. And some Pokemon can only be found in those hideaways. So it's definitely going to play like a really significant role if you're someone that is dedicated to completing their decks. Uh, I am curious, though, Andy, do you like that there's integration with like you can decorate your base and that has gameplay ramifications? Or would you have preferred if you could just decorate it however you wanted without having to worry about like the gameplay consequences when it comes to the decoration part of it i don't think it really matters to me i'll do whatever i need to do it and i think mostly because i'm not super tied to the franchise now if there was something as deep as you know based on how you customize your character that's kind of like if they were to go that deep with it i probably wouldn't be too big of a fan because it's like well i don't want my trainer to look like that but if it's something like a base a mechanic that i am just not tied to whatsoever yeah sure i'll do whatever i need to in order for the pokemon that i want to pop up yeah i kind of wish it was separate but at the same time looking at like little statues i'm like i don't think this was really like my aesthetic to begin with so i feel <laughs> like i'm not really losing a lot of like here's a little green statue and here's a little blue one but uh it is interesting to kind of have those be combined or tied to each other. Uh, and then one thing to note is that the underground adventure you can do with other people, uh, local or wirelessly, like go looking for fossils together. Uh, there's close customization, which is new uh, to this game. So they showed off some different styles. You had like winter style, cyber style. Are you big on customizing your character in Pokemon? Is that something that you look for in these games? Yeah, when it comes to that RPG aspect and making it your own and putting yourself in that adventure, a thousand percent. I, I don't, ever really expect a whole lot from the customization in Pokemon games. Um, again, when it comes to there's always four, maybe five hairstyles. Uh, and and luckily, all that stuff has been expanding slowly but surely. And hopefully I get hope. I hope we get to a point where there is a bit more customization similar to how you customize characters, you know, your Miis on your switch. You know, I hope that we get to that level where I can make my ears bigger and maybe I want to add a mustache or a goatee or some shit like that. I guess it's kind of weird being a 12 year old with a mustache and a goatee. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I just hope that shit keeps on expanding and they see that, yes, there's there's a lot of people who really care about this aspect of it. And it makes them that much more sort of into the game, you know? Yeah, I agree. Like, I love the sim elements of Pokemon, like anything that in general, I'm a big fan of doing stuff within a game that isn't part of the like the primary main focus genre of like the you know or the the main focus gameplay of the in this case the battling and the catching i'm like now nah, i'm trying to like shop like i'm trying to go to the mall yeah. like i'm out here grinding for money specifically to buy like a really expensive leather jacket that doesn't even look that nice like that's that how i spend a cool. lot of my time that shit yes. was cool in sword and shield and even um in in pokemon unite that 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 feature is very much there janet where again a lot of it is tied to microtransactions but there's some cool ass shit. I'm like, oh, I really want that hoodie. That hoodie looks dope as shit. And it's got this cool color combo. Oh, and I have those shoes that have that color accent. It'll match perfectly. Like, I, I care about that stuff that much where put that in your mainline game and, and make me care even more. Now, does that add a shit ton more work? Because you have to find the translation from the big version of you to the chibi version of you. Yeah, that adds a, a decent amount more of work to kind of get that moved over and now i'm wearing a green jacket how does that look on the chibi form so there's sort of those uh there's those ramifications when it comes to game dev but i'm all for just more customization i think i think pokemon games and nintendo games need to really lean into that more and i think the hardcore audience will be a lot more pleased with it yeah, and I think, too, like, speaking of side games having good customization, Pokemon Go had some really cool avatar customization. Granted, you did have to start out with those, like, weird shorts with the tights underneath, which mm -hmm. I was not a big fan of that look, but you had, like, all these little backpacks and hats and things, yeah. and I always thought that was really cool. Uh, and then the big thing from here that a lot of people were um, talking about was the follower Pokemon, where you any, any Pokemon, any Pokemon you have can follow you. Um, I know you said that you kind of missed some of the gens, but do you have... Any ideas that come to mind of Pokemon that you would want to follow you? I mean, it's always it's always a Growlithe or an Arcanine. I mean, yeah. uh, those those are always my homies. I've always, you know, Jadid, back in the day when I played World of Warcraft and I'm a Night Elf hunter, 
I gotta have my big cat or my big wolf with me, and like they're my homie, they're my they're the the person that's gonna be there with me, or the the Pokemon that's gonna be there with me, or the creature. We're going on this quest together. I just love the feeling of that. So when they introduced the follower Pokemon in, I'm already forgetting which yellow. iteration it was. Yes, yeah, I mean, yeah, as early as Yellow, I loved that shit. I'm just like, this makes me love this franchise even more that me and my homie are just going on a great adventure. That was like the whole reason that I know I got Yellow, and I think a lot of people, um, you know, someone in the chat had asked, like, what was my first Pokemon game? It was Red and Blue, and then Yellow specifically for that Pikachu to walk around. Yeah, with you, yeah, and then like I, you, I, I had to mention a gap. that that Pikachu was one of the other one, or Yellow was one of the other versions that I I beat or whatever, but. uh yeah, I mean, what a great little addition of that. And, oh, my gosh, nothing better than opening up that neon green Game Boy Color that my parents got me with Pokemon Yellow in it. It was such a great Christmas. Yeah, like, and going back and playing the games, like, now, uh, I will say the quality of life stuff really does start to wear. But the sprite work is still just so pretty uh, oh, in those yeah. older games. Um, which also brings me to the question, um, you know, DHR Ruvenator asked earlier in the chat, saying that, oh, I want a 2D hd style pokemon game like octopath traveler is there an art style that you'd like to see pokemon take on especially for these remakes where they're maybe like playing with that a little bit more i mean you know what tim and i have our disagreements about the uh pearl and and diamond and these versions and and their art style i i think they're cute as hell but as soon as tim brings up look at Link's awakening remake i mean look at how striking that is with the tilt shift and how um there's more depth to the textures where, yes, I understand in this game, it's very much that cartoony, shell-shaded style, but you can still do cell shading. We've seen it done a million times where, you know, characters can be cell shaded like, like anime, but your, your metal materials are still going to look shiny and kind of metallic and your water is going to be really shiny and shimmery. Uh, and I think that this game is kind of missing a bit of that. And when I think of Link's Awakening remake, I think of how great the material and texture work was in there. Uh, and as somebody who did game art and I really enjoy that aspect of it and I still often read blogs and look at like the latest tech and stuff, I'm such a huge fan of that. So Link's Awakening Remake would be the exact sort of thing that I would look for. And it's why I want a, a Zelda's um, Oracle of Season and Ages remake in that same Link's Awakening remake style. I think that would suit this so perfectly. Yeah, I think that would be really cool, especially because it has such like a diorama feel to it. And mm -hmm. I do think that's sort of where Pokemon began, where you had like that kind of above angle. And obviously it did shift. It's interesting seeing them still kind of have the same formula of like one style in the open world versus shifting when you go into battle, because you do see that in this game. Obviously, this isn't, you know, one to one with like Pokemon Red and Blue, but uh, it does kind of remind me of that. Um, yeah. And then the last thing from uh, this section is a special edition Nintendo Switch uh, Lite Dialga and Palkia edition will be released on Friday, November 5th, 2021 to commemorate the launch of these titles. Uh, and it basically just has black, like uh, silver and gold decals of these Pokemon. And then the rest of the system is like gray or like black or sort of like in between those two um this, are you someone that, that gets those special editions i mean it's got this sick ass gunmetal look um I, i'm totally not that person and i'm glad i'm not uh because i would just not have a whole lot of money uh but i love i mean visually all that shit's always so striking to me whenever there is a really cool color combo and whenever nintendo puts out special edition joy cons or anything like that i just like i get really excited and i see how dope it looks and i think man like my old switch is kind of like andy you barely play your old switch quit like fucking doing this i bought the oled version janet and i don't need it i never play handheld it's always docked but i know that when i go home for christmas hopefully delta uh keeps shit uh, just keep that shit away, Delta. Hopefully, when I go back home, I'll be on the plane playing Pokemon on my OLED Switch. So, like, and then it'll all, it'll all be worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And when I think of like the the limited edition stuff, I I think of somehow uh, back in the day where I didn't have an Xbox, but the green see through Halo version was out. So that's the that's the Xbox I got. And then my cousin had ended up buying the I believe the Halo. I forget which one it was, but it was like the Xbox uh, 360 that was kind of silver looking and it had a bunch of cool shit like those special edition shit do a lot for me. Is that, Do you have the Animal Crossing one? I do have the Animal Crossing oh. one. Um, it's not as obviously interesting to see when it's not in the 
Doc, though. I do have the box here. Oh, because the Doc has those I'm little... Yeah. I'm one of those nerds that keeps the box, um, which, you know, if you do move, that can be useful. But, yeah, for sure. But yeah, the dock, I think, is definitely the highlight where it's just so decorated. And something that I've been kind of salty about, not that I want more reasons to spend money, it's just yeah. that, like, what I loved about this edition, I think it's the only special edition console I've ever gotten. And I didn't need it because I had uh, a day one switch. So, you know, you could argue like, oh, there's that slightly better battery life through that unofficial relaunch where they have the yeah. same skew but y'all y'all know know what it is but other than that um there really was no reason to get this at all but i just felt like there was such care taken into it and such commitment to the theme yeah. i feel like too often they want it to be like neutral but i'm like if i want a neutral i have the base console like i want this to be sort of you know in your face and a little crazy um and i am kind of bummed that the, that a lot of the special editions seem to lean on the light i guess that's nice from a sta uh, financial standpoint but it'd be cool to have like my main console be as but like right now my main console is a special edition console because i use the animal crossing switch so it would have been cool to see something like that for pokemon even if it was just as an option but i don't think it doesn't seem like most of the special editions lean that way i think it i think for the visual art style of this game you know as cool and as as epic as the uh, legendary pokemon look in pearl and diamond i feel like the limited edition uh, Switch Lite looks a little too epic. Like, it needs to be cuter. Give me cooler mm. color combos. Or just give me, like, like shit, you're, you're just holding up your Pokemon mug. Give me a Switch Lite or a normal Switch that is so Pokemon-themed where, I don't know, it has aspects of what make Pokemon Pokemon and not just, like, gunmetal with epic Pokemon on the back. Like, I don't... That shit doesn't really get me excited, to be honest with you. I need... Um, I would never buy a switch that has like Mario on it. But if I could buy a switch that where the Joy-Con kind of had his color scheme, like it was red and maybe it had like uh, blue on the half and the buttons were yellow to kind of look like his buckle or the uh, buttons on his uh, suspenders, like stuff like that. I'm really into I'm I'm into more color schemes and stuff like that, as opposed to just throw link on the front of this it's like uh, it's kind of like god here it's a little I too agree. much i agree reminds me. me of that uh like the special edition wii u like the legend of zelda one like yeah uh, it just like i mean it was they did the assignment but yeah. like i was not a big fan <laughs> um and i know a lot of people got that one because obviously zelda is like a huge ip but like uh, it doesn't look look that great but yeah. uh that brings us to pokemon legends arceus uh here is the breakdown so your job in this game is to create the first pokedex which we already knew about from the other trailer that we saw uh, but Jubilife Village will be your central base and you're part of the Galaxy, Galaxy Expedition team. So that's made up of different divisions, uh, medical security and survey, uh, which you seem to be part of the survey one. I don't know if you get to you know, do anything with the other ones, but uh, there's the professor who's all about like the ecology. You have Captain Celine, who's the leader of Survey Corp. You have Commander uh, Kamado, who oversees the entire Galaxy team. And those are just a few of the characters they kind of highlighted in this trailer. Uh, and then they talked about having uh, base camps that you set up, kind of like little tents that you pitch or that are already pitched, um, where you prepare for survey work by buying items or crafting items. And you can also go back there to rest and recover if you need to heal up your team. And once you're done with whatever, like expeditions you have, you know, maybe it's like, okay, I need you to find such and such a Pokemon. You can go back to the village and sort of complete that mini quest or job. Uh, and then they show off catching Pokemon, which involves getting close to and aiming the Pokeball. So you actually have like movement over where you're going to actually aim it. Like you have to manually do the targeting. I don't know if they'll add like an auto targeting feature or something, or if that's already in there. And then if you want to battle a Pokemon, you have to just toss the ball of your Pokemon near that wild Pokemon. Uh, one really big thing is the battle changes they made. So they now have the option of strong style versus agile style, where the former is more powerful, but it's slower. And then agile is the inverse where it is, you know, a little bit weaker, but it's faster. So maybe that speed addition will be so that you can, you know, do back-to-back -back attacks more. Uh, speed is like huge in, in terms of Pokemon. So uh, them having that kind of push and pull is really interesting and they highlighted a dodge roll which this was wild because they showed the dodge roll kind of in isolation when they did like that sizzle yeah. reel and i'm like why are we out here like we just out here rolling like we're just demon souls in it up like <laughs> yeah. in the field what are we dodging from and then a little bit later they show um ursa ring who's like that really big bear pokemon and like all the other pokemon going crazy with the red Ape eyes shit. and holy yeah the cow. blood moon pokemon and then yeah. luxray straight up just like electrocute you not like your pokemon not like you like you're out there you're squaring up 
very much, uh, you know, Ash fighting Mewtwo spoilers vibes in the middle. You're mid. in danger. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like this is real life. Like you're out here in the streets and also show some writables. So they showed, um, I forget offhand, like all the Pokemon that were shown as writables. Um, I think they did show, well, I'll talk about the new ones and we can kind of tie back, but um, gliding, water, and then land. Uh, with the glider being, I think the most like, wild looking one because like it's just like you have whatever pokemon up top flying i think that's bra- like, braviary is what i'm seeing yeah here. it's a braviary. it might be then the um which brings us to like the the next part of new pokemon and new forums uh there's a hasuian braviary and a hasuian growlith uh with braviary just you know cool and different design growlith has like fluffy bangs that cover its eyes and like i think it's partially like rock or like it has like it's a rock a component horn on top yeah a little yeah horn. It kind of looks like, ooh, I again, I forget like all the names of all of the Pokemon because that's but there's a Pokemon that actually has a similar design with the bangs and the little horn thing. If anyone remembers, let me know in the chat. Uh, this, little, new Pokemon, this little fucker is the cutest thing ever. Like this Growlithe. Growlithe, yes. like, Growlithe is already adorable and they just found a way to just amp that shit up to 11. Good job. Yeah, I love uh, that Growlithe. It is so cute and it's so warm and fuzzy. Uh, I yeah. love it so much. And uh Rarer deer, deer. I'm not weird deer, right? Rear deer. Beautiful. That was my first note. Like, I think this thing looks gorgeous. I believe it was also shown as one of the writables uh, and it involves from Stantler. And then we also have a Basque Legion who evolves Mm -hmm. from Basculin. And that's the one that a lot of people were talking about because of the dark origin of, I think, like, if it something like it collects enough of the spirits of the dead Basculin, it like evolves into this more powerful being. So. That's kind of horrifying, this but also little, very this much. This freak is gigantic. Uh, like, yes. Janet, if I were, did you, do you want to guess on its height and weight right now? Wait, bravery or Basque Legion? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Okay, height and weight. Um, The height, you said it's really big. So I'm thinking this like nine freak feet. Is, uh, what'd you say? Nine feet. You're close. It's nine, ten. Damn. Okay, and then wait. It's gotta be a boofed boy. And this is one, I think this is one of the writables too. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, wait. I think it is categorized, because I did briefly see the Pokedex. I believe it's categorized as like a a heavy or like a whatever Pokemon. So I think it's gonna be like 300 pounds. A little bit under, a little, a shade under. Uh, It is 242. 910, 242. Put this motherfucker in the NFL. Holy cow, this is a big ass dude. It's a big ass fish. It's a big boofy boy. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, like I, I was really into these. Um, I think they all look really cool. I like that we got a little taste of the new, and then also got a taste of the forms uh, as well. But overall, you know, that's all the information on uh, Arceus. What is? What are your takeaways? What are your highlights? What questions do you still have? I wanted to call out how, like, how I don't love the name Weird Deer, and like, because it's like this thing looks so fucking majestic and epic. And Weirdier. it's like, what's your name? Well, I'm Weirdier. Like, ah, oh. <laughs> it could have been so much cooler. Uh, I, I thought this was going to be a bit more when it comes to combat, um, because we're still in this sort of turn-based stuff. And I'm now getting to the point where I'm just, you got to accept, Andy, that this is just what Pokemon will always be. And yes, there may be iterations on turn-based, but I thought we might see... When we keep seeing this dude dodge rolling all over the place, like you were mentioning earlier, um, I wasn't sure what the context of that was going to be, right? And then and then we sort of saw hints of what the combat uh, would look like. And you're still in turn-based. You're still kind of, in, in this case, you know, you're having an order of moves or whatever, which I think is still pretty neat. And is it enough of a change to get me really excited about the combat? Not necessarily. What excites me the most about this is that this seems, um, I mean, the idea of having missions, the idea of having a team with you telling you, maybe go check out this place, maybe go check out this place, and not having this linear path of, let me go down here, gym leader. All right, next place, gym leader. Next place, ooh, story plot uh, plot twist, gym leader. Like that stuff kind of, you Something get into that. Something in space. Like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And once you get into that rhythm of it, it's fine. And that's Pokemon, and that's what we've come to expect. But the idea of kind of having multiple quests to go do because homegirl uh, with no eyebrows is like, we need you to go over there, young trainer, and we need you to find this rock in this rocky area. You might see something and just having that sense of adventure, I think, feels a lot more a lot grander in scale, obviously, not only with what they showed us visually and how 
the main mountain is in the middle and everything sort of surrounds it. So we see how it looks from the winter side, from the whatever biome we're looking at. I think all that shit looked really damn cool. Would I love to see this in a higher resolution running better, a million percent? And I, I, I understand that the defense of it is... Look, Pokemon's never looked great. It's about the gameplay, but like, okay, but we can still like, we can still improve a little bit, you know? We can still improve a bit, Janet, visually. And it still uh, kind of bums me out that it looks the way it does, but I'm still very excited about it in in the idea that it's not this linear, you know, kind of go down the path and do what you're expected Pokemon-wise. Yeah, do you think... Also, I'm just holding up this lone little Cyndaquil. Do you so think cute. this is... Um, thank you. Uh, I love Cyndaquil. Such a cute Pokemon. Do you think... And then turns into a badass Pokemon. That's my favorite, like, progression. Starts really? Cute, becomes badass. Yes. Oh, sure. Um, you can... I also am okay with starts cute or starts, like, pretty and becomes, like, more elegant. As long as you don't become, like, too elegant. Okay. And then it gets weird. And then it like and then it gets weird, you know, like don't don't become too like person like. Well, um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I called it out in that in that trailer that we saw today. I don't know if it was in the I think it was in the trailer part and not the hey, I'm from Nintendo and I'm talking over what the gameplay is going to be like, because we're seeing all these these Pokemon in the wild kind of existing and we see the Bidoofs and I forgot whatever the hell else we saw. But then we see that one Pokemon that I believe is the third evolution of one of the starters and like homegirl is like standing at five foot four, just kind of walking around looking like she's wearing a dress, but it's a Pokemon and it's that green sort of leaf looking lady. Oh, and the one everyone like thinks is beautiful. It's so bizarre to see. Gardevoir. I, mean, I just love and Blessing's like, man, she's she pays taxes like that's a human being walking out <laughs> around there. And it was just so, so bizarre kind of in contrast to seeing a buffalo type looking Pokemon. And yeah. then like we have like, all these beaver and then a grown woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like a straight up woman fairy living Who's in the to forest. Say what's out there. Yeah. Oh, man. yeah. But uh, you know, we'll see how this turns out. I think it does look more open than we've seen in the past, but I feel like we keep having that conversation and then it keep, it keeps not being enough. Um, not to say that like sword and shield was bad by any means. Cause I think that's a great game, I had a but lot I do think the, it. I think the wild area definitely left something to be desired. And this looks like a step further, but I'm like, well, I've, I've thought it was a step further before and been, been a little bit let down. So I'm not really sure, you know, where it's going to shake out, but I'm excited to see it. Uh, I'm not excited to try to play two Pokemon games in their entirety within a, like a month span of time. This is the shortest window in franchise history of mainline games Damn. between like, you know, and I know you can argue like, oh, well, one's like a remake versus like a progression, but yeah, it's going to be a lot. Um, before we get well, to the rest of... Oh, yeah, go ahead. I did just want to call out that um, with the sort of wild area in Sword and Shield and how I thought that was so cool just seeing other people driving around and be like, wow, those are other trainers. I'm glad that that aspect isn't existing here because this is supposed to feel like this sort of closed-off experience where you are in the way early stages of what collecting Pokemon even looked like. Um and I just love that sort of historic aspect of I'm doing something here where I'm we're kind of laying uh, laying the groundwork for what catching Pokemon looks like in the future. And I just kind of I love that feeling of we're the first to do this. Really cool. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun shakeup of the formula. Uh, before we continue on with the show and the rest of our stories, let's get a word from our sponsor. This episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Canva Pro. Making content is an essential part of what I do to keep this show going, but it hasn't always been a seamless creative process. Of course, I just get to come on here and yell at you, but somebody's got to make graphics, lower thirds, little things that pop up and go whoopity whoop whoop. Raj is making stuff right now. Make it go, Raj. Whoopity whoop whoop. How does Raj know how to do that? How does Tim know how to do that? They use Canva Pro. Of course, Canva Pro is a design platform that empowers you to create and share stunning content in just a few clicks. Whether you're a design professional or just getting started, designing with Canva Pro is amazingly fast and fun. Choose from thousands of professionally made templates that are easy to customize with simple drag and drop features or start from scratch. Canva Pro comes with endless premium fonts, photos, videos, and so much more that add personality and edge to whatever you're designing. Design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you use our promo code. Just go to canva.me slash kfgd and get your free 45-day extended trial. That's c-a-n-v-a dot m-e slash kfgd canva.me slash kfgd our next sponsor 
Well, it's HBO Max. This episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is sponsored by HBO Max. Many of us are plumbing the depths of streaming platforms, searching for something new to watch, looking for an entertainment fix. And if that's true for you, boy, do I have a suggestion. HBO Max has same-day movie premieres of the biggest movies of 2021 every single month. Yeah, that's right. The biggest Warner Brothers Pictures releases will be available in your theater and your living room same day. Of course, we just lived through Suicide Squad, right? James Gunn, The Suicide Squad. Uh, you know what? A bunch of people went and saw it in theaters. I stayed home with Jen. We watched it here on HBO Max. We had a great time. Suicide Squad and so many others will be available, are available, whatever you want to say, in theaters and on HBO Max for a limited time and at no extra charge to subscribers. Release dates, of course, are subject to change. So get on it and sign up for HBO Max at hbom.ax slash kfgd. Again, that is hbom.ax slash KFGD. Our next sponsor, it's KiwiCo. KiwiCo is defining the future of play by making it engaging, enriching, and seriously fun. Super cool hands-on projects and toys designed to expose kids to concepts in STEAM. That's science, technology, engineering, art, and math are a great resource for learning at home. And you might say, hey, Greg Miller, aren't you about to have a kid? That's right, person. That's why I have my first KiwiCo crate right here. It's the Panda Crate, which of course, as you can see right here, maybe you can't, says ages zero to plus zero plus months so as you open it up and you see bam look today i'm one month old when you see this on my instagram uh my child this pillow with the month card in there you not only will you know how uh, many months old my child is you'll know kiwico kiwico wants kids to be fearless innovators and design projects to help them develop that muscle if you want to sign up for KiwiCo, it is simple. You can do it and support us. You can go to kiwico.com slash kindoffunnygames to get 50% off your first month. That's kiwico.com slash kindoffunnygames to get 50% off your first month. K-I-W-I-C-O.com slash kindoffunnygames to get 50% off your first month. Let me swaddle you. You, let's go over uh, Ubisoft Studios being under investigation over sexual harassment and workplace discrimination uh, reports. This comes over from Kotaku. Uh, the Tripartite Alliance for Fair and Progressive Employment Practices, a.k.a. TAFEP, Singapore's national workplace watchdog, has launched an investigation into Ubisoft's local studio following allegations of sexual harassment and workplace discrimination. As the Straits Times reports, TAFEP began receiving its own anonymous reports late last month following the revelation that the studio's office culture was so bad that, quote, Ubisoft Singapore has always been kind of known internally to be one of the worst Ubisoft studios in terms of culture, said one former developer at the publisher of Assassin's Creed and Far Cry. People would visit from other studios and be like, what the fuck is wrong here? TAFEP is now urging, quote, anyone with knowledge of any criminal conduct, such as sexual harassment and assault, to immediately report such incidents to the police. As a national watchdog, the organization has the power to force Ubisoft Singapore to change its workplace policies, and employers may be tasked to carry out an investigation through interviews with affected parties and witnesses and to review documented evidence. The Straits Times reports also says the results of the investigation can be dealt with in one of two ways. In cases of sexual misconduct involves criminal offenses such as molestation, the police will be involved. While issues of workplace discrimination, Singapore's Ministry of Manpower can take punitive measures such as blocking Ubisoft's ability to apply for or renew its work permits for foreign staff for a period of 12 to 24 months, which would impact 60% of the studio's, quote, expert and senior role senior expert roles. The investigation comes following reports that the company culture at Ubisoft Montreal, Toronto, Quebec, Montpelier, and the head Paris office have also been found to be rife with harassment. Obviously, you know, a really heavy and weighted issue. um, But what is your read on this? And how do you think it has, you know, will shape Ubisoft going forward? And how has it maybe affected uh, your perception of the studio, especially as we continue to cover uh, these games that they have coming out? It's it's such a bummer that I, you know, I, I'm not trying to make a direct comparison here, but when there was a new shooting that would happen, I'd go, wait, are we talking about the one that happened last week? Oh, this is a new one. And that's how it's sort of getting with these stories. And it's getting really, really just depressing more than it already is, where there's just always a new story and there's always a new allegation and there's new uh um, you know, word of, of abuse out there. And then the fact that that quote of what the fuck is happening here, what's wrong with this place? Like, can you imagine running a studio where that's how 
people think of your studio like that's the the outside sort of like oh you're going over there oof good luck like it is really bad over there I, I I don't know it's it's so difficult to talk about these issues because there's just so much of it happening and it's it's getting really sad that every week there's a new story to to talk about and this is not the place to joke Janet but I do want to just call out that the report is from the Straits Times and Straits is spelled S T A S T R A I T S not like straight a line yeah well, it's it just it just sounded like a story like the straits times is like these are straight people talking and this is our like, this is a no for sure it or if anyone really wants funny. to look at the uh look at the actual like yeah. core source that kataku's citing but yeah like you know i i agree with a lot of your sentiments i mean i think obviously uh it's really disheartening to continue to hear this information but it's also like i think really important for outlets to continue doing that coverage and, mm -hmm. and create that cohesive timeline because it is so much to keep track of and i remember like seeing this right now when i was you know building up the run of show and being like okay like what's let me try to like briefly trace some of the history of the allegations and things that have come out of ubisoft because obviously ubisoft is a multitude of studios like it's not just you know one single building or one single place and it has like all these moving parts and we've seen stuff like you know people step down or get fired and things change but things not change enough and then employees you know writing open letters and then people being like we hear you and then they're like no you don't on the side people are like calling for unionization and it's just really starting to like go ablaze um in a way that i think you know is needed right there's that old saying of uh you know when you like it was like a few cracked eggs can like help make an omelet or something like that like it sometimes it does take tearing things down to build it up to what you want it to be um so you know i just hope that, that happens and uh it's been interesting to see too how this can sometimes shape or coincide with these different presentations that happen too because i know sometimes we end up seeing like oh here's like a post from the studio about like all the information and then the next day it's like it's hype time and i think it is important to you know obviously we're here to cover games and talk about the content of those games but i think it's also so important that we acknowledge that ancillary information that ultimately does go into you know how the games are made and you know whether or not these games are good or created in an ethical fashion so uh you know we'll continue to track that as it develops um yeah you just you just hope that the changes that are being made are are enough and are and now the people reporting that these changes are enough really the ones that were even being affected and that's always kind right. of the worry it's like who um whenever we hear oh well don't worry this executive is, has been taken away from the role okay but they're still left on to do other stuff or they're still a, a board member or whatever like that's the stuff that really kind of starts to worry me um and you know, will this ever be enough? And God, I hope so, because it's just it 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 makes a an already sort of tortured space to be in even worse. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then once again, with this, this, this just being like the news of the day, totally shifting gears, Kazuma Kiru from Yakuza is in Sewer Monkey Ball Mania, <laughs> which is like such like the most lighthearted thing after something like incredibly dark but this comes over from Eurogamer um, a lot of people were talking about this when that uh, video trailer dropped and the Yakuza protagonist is a playable character free and unlockable through normal gameplay on all platforms at launch Sega said the news comes hot off the heels of confirmation of Sonic and Tails being playable in Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania uh, like Kazuma Kiryu Sonic and Tails are free and unlockable via normal gameplay and selecting them switches you know the bananas to rings and it adds in classic sound effects so uh were you shocked by this have you seen this trailer already it looked it looks adorable as hell it reminds me of the uh it reminds me of when you'd buy the little bouncy balls from like the vending machines or whatever yes or you, put uh, a little, you turn a little quarter yeah that's exactly yep. oh yeah i guess not vending machine that's not the word i should have said but yeah um it looks adorable as hell and i'm starting to already think about what other properties could really vibe in this space were you a big yakuza fan no, I haven't uh, gotten around to it yet. Yeah, neither have I, but I obviously very, very um, recognizable face. So I mean, it just looks adorable as hell. Anything chibi, like I'm in. You what know? blows me away, too, is like it looks cute, but like he also looks so pissed off. Yeah, he's going <laughs> of, like, he's the running. constant frown. Like yeah. he's just not having um, a good time. The furrowed brow. Like, I don't want to be trapped in here. <laughs> yeah, like he's like, can someone please let me Why out are of my here? legs so tiny? <laughs> Um, I think too, like, well, who else would you want to see inside these super monkey ball little orbs? I mean, shit. Uh, you know what? Voltorb. Just a ball and a ball. 
Like just just a ball and a ball. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other franchises that would what really self-serious character would I want to see in this in this form, in this chibi form. You got to go with like Joel from The Last of Us. I think just somebody who's just really dark and demented, you know? Oh my gosh, that's really good. Um, yeah, I would love to see, obviously, like, there's, you know, the Sega tie-ins that make more sense, but I, I do think, like, since it's coming out on so many platforms, it would be super cool to see it have, like, platform-specific characters. I think that'd be really fun. Like, when Minecraft came to the Switch, like, they had, like, Mario stuff in there. Like, what if you yeah. had, you know, um, Super Monkey Ball, but inside the orb was like one of the fire emblem characters or something like that you know yeah. just like really start wilding out with it um let's let's get jim carrey from the sonic movie right you know? like just like like a actual ip tie-ins mm -hmm. like how you see in fortnite like ariana grande like put yeah, her in the exactly. orb like why not let's just shake it up uh are you is this a game you're gonna pick up when it comes out are you a super monkey ball fan i've never been a big fan um it's will it be Does something this make I you want to get it no, not at all. Not really, at all. it makes me see. Now I feel dumb. Like I knew I was dumb, but like now it kind of makes me want it because it looks kind of dumb, and like I want to roll in that way. I don't know. I think it could be a fun party game that maybe we do for a big stream, or it's just like some silly like let's have fun with this game, like we do with a lot of our multi our multiplayer games where we hop in for an hour or two at best, and then say, "All right, that was fun. Next game, you know that." That was an experience, and I don't really ever need to go back to it. Um, but yeah, this is not something that I would likely be playing in my free time because there's just too many games, too many games that I'm already don't have time for that I am interested in, you know? Yeah, it's like kind of TBD for me. Like I'd, I'm semi-interested in it, and I feel like people in my apartment would want to play, but I've never been like the biggest fan of the franchise. I will say I loved playing, though, in the arcade um, because like depending on the arcade machine that you'd have for it, like you could... Ha like i've gone to ones where they have like a giant ball and you can spin the ball and it's that i think that makes it really fun oh, when you have really like cute. a wonky peripheral but yeah there he is now the japanese running uh, mad it's a suit that have, does it too they always have way cooler peripherals let's just we need to step our game up anytime i go to japantown and i haven't been to japantown san francisco in a while but all of the the cool like bongo games and all the cool yeah, little peripherals yeah. that you can interact with are way cooler drums, than anything we've ever had yeah all yeah that did you really um cool. this is like available at a lot of david busters before it gets to the, the next story but have you ever done like the luigi's mansion arcade machine no there's like a oh vacuum? my god you have to yes it's like they give you a vacuum and it's so freaking cool um chat let me know if y'all have ever done this or like on just on let me know if y'all have experienced this it's like my favorite thing they give you like an actual little vacuum and like you have like the coins getting sucked up and you feel the coins go oh, in there based wow. on like the sound and the feeling um it's like you have you have not lived That's until really you play the cool. machine i've looked up the cost of that machine because i'm like i kind of want this it's like at least 10 to twenty thousand dollars oh, jesus christ it's so expensive <laughs> but i want it so much i feel like i it's not going to be complete yeah here we go you're pulling up, pull up the video of it thanks so much yes it's it is an experience and it has the co-op in there you're seeing it now oh. if you're watching the video version and it's just so much fun and it's decently challenging too like you know it does take a while to get far enough into a run but um yes it is very I good thought i thought it, it originally came like out that. in japan yeah i thought it was gonna look like that similar to the that one firefighter game where you have like the the big hose that you're just kind of yeah yeah kind of reminds you of that in general like i feel like if we're at the arcade like i only want to play stuff that is ridiculous and oversized mm -hmm. and has crazy like attachments um that's the way to go uh and then to close out let's jump to our last story which is abandoned gameplay reveal is a few months away but the trailer app will be updated sooner this comes from ign and i feel like i can't be on the show without talking about this game because literally every time i come on here there's like some little bit of news about it um so here is how the article reads after a delay the abandoned real-time trailers app finally went live last week but only showed a four second teaser that had previously been shown on twitter uh speaking to ign blue box founder hassan um karama explained that a planned cinematic trailer will be released soon quote we had in mind was an actually what we had in mind was actually a 30 second teaser with more content in it but then we had engine issues and we had to make sure that we could solve it in time but then we didn't have enough time we're still hoping to correct the opening teaser with the original footage we will also put some content in there that we haven't announced it's definitely worth keeping an eye out should people keep it the app on their console? I think it's best to keep it, but if you need the storage, just delete it and we'll inform you on Twitter uh, when more Damn updates it, are made. It's a five mess. gigabyte download. Um, 
the story continues with, quote, we have to show gameplay because people are nervous. You have a lot of mixed feelings. You have people who are angry. You have people who are looking forward to the game. We're just confused. We're not nervous. We're just... (laughs) He's getting to it. Skeptical. They're like, no, the game doesn't exist. And it's completely fine to say that because you haven't seen the game, let's be honest. Um, Really just being very transparent. Uh, But Karam... Crowman insists that a first full showing is in the works. We're working on the gameplay reveal, but right now it is not ready for the public to see. If you show off the very first impression of the gameplay, that is the most important footage. I feel like we're past most important first impressions, but uh, we want to make sure that that is polished and good enough to showcase. Um, you seem to have a strong feeling here. My, my only sadness is Tim isn't here to scream into the abyss, but what's your read on this situation? I, I, I sleep. I just sleep like I'm so tired and of of hearing about this and I don't ever want to hear about it again. Um, And it's going to make for a really good documentary, I hope, in about five to ten years. Danny O'Dwyer, get on it. (laughs) Where you just go through the making of it and how did we get to this place and why is this something we even care this much about? And I think it's obviously because of all the Kojima ties that aren't really ties, but now it's become a thing. And yes, we shouldn't be shitting on them, but also don't do what you're doing and don't continue what you're doing. It's just, this is just, there's so much blame to go around. And I I am just so tired of, of hearing about this because there are a million other games that deserve way more coverage than this, but this has kind of become its own, fucking fire fest you know yeah i think that's like a great succinct way to put it uh at the same time like admittedly like i cannot look away like i have to oh it's a mess with every with every piece i'm just like yeah well how often do you get to be in from the ground up of a story you know where it's like i feel like we all collectively and again like you know you mentioned like maybe other games are more deserving that have like their they do have their stuff together and i do feel that because like it is so hard to get your game out there but at the same time because it has like that playstation backing and wait like that's why people are paying attention to it and then from there it just has spiraled into just a mess of things and accusations and i totally am with you where like no one should ever be like harassed or yelled at or even like at a certain point like i'm not gonna you know no shade to anyone that's done it necessarily but i'm not gonna like tweet the developer like lol like I, i just don't feel like doing that like i don't think that's necessary or helpful but at the same time it's like you know you kind of put yourself in the situation and now we're just like watching it just sort of burn into the abyss but we'll see when we see it yeah again like i know you and tim already talked about it but the internet exploded and they said no no no, it's not that it's not that please don't think this that's what it is it's definitely not that and then you go oh shit never mind uh they seem really apologetic and the guy was like crying on camera whatever and then i believe it was after that the still frame comes out of the dude with the eye patch and it's like stop fucking doing this stop like you're you're making people more mad and that when they come after you and start talking shit, you can't say that like, hey, please, like, we're just trying to make a game here. Like, no, you know what you're doing. You're like you're creating unrealistic expectations. And when it's going to be disappointing, it's going to bum you out. And you can't necessarily just put all the blame on the people that are angry. And again, I'm not excusing the completely just rabid ridiculous people online that are doing the death threats and all that crazy shit that happens because that stuff is totally inexcusable obviously we know that i'm just saying like for anybody who does think that this could be more you're going to make them even more pissed off and more disappointed so just just stop with the teases just put out a normal trailer like any other studio would do just please be normal about this we don't need an app it's so fucking silly it's so silly yeah, it's definitely been like dragged into something that I don't think it need to be. You know, I always ask this question, which is if no one else has done a thing, is it because they haven't thought of it yet or because it's a bad idea? And I feel right. like this trailer app is an example of being it being a bad idea. It, but, would, it, it would be one thing. I just want to say this real quick. It would be one thing ahead. if this were Konami. If this were Konami doing something like this or if it was any other. Uh, I don't know. I'm just like. I'm trying to think of any I other. Like they're the pop- only like pageantry level. Like you have to yeah. know, like when people know you, you can kind of get away with certain things. Um, right. Obviously, that that's not always the case. But even seeing like 
you know, for a long time um, with like Bethesda, we were like, oh, the games are always buggy. And then at one point that did turn and people were like, we're not, this isn't okay anymore. Even yeah. though this is who you've been for the entirety of your career. But yeah, there is like, when you know certain people, you can, you know, th they can get a read on, on your tone and your style a little bit better than something like this. Yeah, if this were, uh, if this were a, a a dev with prestige and or or a former director of a really popular like if Ken Levine was out here teasing something this big and was like this download this app it would be just as ridiculous but we go it's Ken fucking Levine or it's whatever person that made this other really big franchise that's known for something but when it's an indie dev that nobody knows who they are and you're doing this and it's and you're teasing all the 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 metal gear stuff and or or silent hill stuff or whatever it is the fuck you want to say it is anything like kojima related that you're sort of hinting towards but you know you're not being genuine about it uh it's just it's so stupid i'm just so annoyed it's annoying it is but actual abandoned gameplay is so far away which i feel like is always my segue now because i always have these abandoned stories but if i want to know what is coming to mom and grab shops today where would i look the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Out today, we got Mayhem Brawler on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Rogue Explorer on PS4, Xbox One, Switch. World Soccer Strikers 91 on Xbox One. Out of Line on Switch. Tetris Effect Connected on PS4 and PC. Swords and Souls Never Seen on Switch. Mortal Shell on PC. Hell Architect on PC and Mac. Far Away on PC. And Country Balls Heroes. Country on Balls PC. Heroes. <laughs> yes. Who could forget? An iconic moment uh, for everybody. Uh, Andy, do you mind clicking on the uh, You're Wrong and seeing what we got wrong? Well, I mentioned our host for the rest of the week. Uh, Thursday, we got Tim and Tam, it's Tim Tam, Tim Tam Thursday. And then on Friday, I believe we have Greg and Ryan. Is it Panagos? Panagos? Maybe? Yes? yes. No? Maybe so? Yes, yes. the second one, Panagos. <laughs> Panagos. Thanks. Uh, and then if you're watching live on Twitch, uh, does anyone know what we have coming up next before we touch on the You're Wrong and sign off? I believe Greg is going to be streaming a game. We're I also believe. Doing a town Hall, right? You know what? I'm going to be asleep, so <laughs> I don't <laughs> That's a good question. That's a good point uh, right there, Kevin. But as far as you're wrong goes, you can write into kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong to let us know if we screwed anything up. Uh, we have nanobiologists writing in with saying Charizard and Venusaur 2 of the gen... Charizard and Venusaur. Oh, there's a missing comma. Sorry. I thought you were saying Venusaur 2 as if there was a sequel to Venusaur. <laughs> Charizard and Venusaur. Two of the Gen 1 starters are in the game. Blastoise was featured in the mobile beta, but got pulled at the full release. Mm. Great to know right there. Gabe Hewitt says the silver Xbox 360 Andy reference may have been the Halo Reach edition. That's the one. It really had that cool startup sound. Um, and uh, let's see. Nana also writes in that uh, Gardevoir, it's a Gen 3 Pokemon. It's not one of the starters. I thought it was, you know what it reminds me of? The little fucking Snivy snake little guy. I thought Gardevoir was the third evolution to that ah. snake looking thing. Uh, but I'm wrong. Kebabs also writes in that the Gashapon capsules, which are the balls you get with quarters, are what inspired Pokeballs. That's why Gen 1 and 2, there's no button. They're literally just Gashapon balls. Oh, That's cute. cute. Very cute. Good to know. All right. Thanks, y'all, so much for watching and writing in with those your wrongs. Now it is time for the post show. We're supporters at the Silver Membership or above on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Get this. And until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.